Hey, I'm Tara Lynn Paxty, and this episode is brought to you by no one yet. If you're a business owner and would like to advertise on the Mudgy podcast, just get in touch. Head to themudgyguardian.com.au, scroll all the way down and click on the contact us section for everything you need. Now back to the show. You're listening to the Mudgy Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Palmer. Today, my guest is Rochelle McDonald. In 2015, Rochelle, her partner, and her three children traded life in Kellyville for the rolling hills of Mudgy. She is here today to talk about making that tree change and what life in Mudgy is like for her and her family. Hello, Ben. Thanks. Welcome. For, thank you very much for having me. I, um, I'm, I'm great, it's great to be here. Now, for people that don't know, uh, start at the very beginning. How and why did you make the tree change to Mudgee? Okay, so in 2013, I, um, I turned 40 and I was about to turn 40 and I started to think, where is my life headed for? What am I doing? Um, I became recently single, so I had the kids. Um, I was paying a, an epic mortgage in Kellyville. Um, I was working um, for Telstra in the corporate marketing office as a national marketing manager. I was I was basically exhausted. Um, in 2014, I met um, I met my partner, and he was exhausted as well by Sydney. So we sat down one night. We drew a circle on the map, <laughs> like a radius of where we'd like to live. Um, we went on to domain website and we just started searching for properties and it had to have a criteria and it had to have a certain thing about it. We wanted the country look, but we didn't want to be too far out of town, had all these criteria. Um, we both hit on a property at the same time. It was almost like a game of snap and we both showed each other the same property. Uh, 30Ks out of Mudgee in a little place called Bera or Barra. Um, the locals tell me now it's Bera. I get com- I get uh, told quite regularly that. Uh-huh. Um, but I say Barra because I'm very Aussie. Yep. And um, we moved up here in 2015 after looking at one property, which was that one. Wow. So... <laughs> That, that came pretty quickly. Were there were there ever any other places in contention or was it really just Mungie straight away? Um, there was another place in contention, more about where I could get my trans- – where I could transfer my skills. Um, we looked at Tamworth. Um, Tamworth was going to be one of those up-and-coming places, but we just couldn't find the house that yep. we both liked. And um, we had very much an idea of what we had in our minds and what we moved to was exactly what the checklist needed um, for everything wow. to, to suit. Had you ever been to Mudgee prior to this? Yes. So 15 years ago, um, I owned a small 25-acre property in Yarrawonga before yep. Yarrawonga was uh-huh. on the map, so to speak. Um, we put $32,000 aside and bought a 25-acre property wow. 15 years ago. That's, uh, that's a pretty good price. Not a bad price. And then two years later, sold it for double the price that oh, it was. Excellent. Um, because I had to go on maternity leave to have three children in a row. Well, we weren't planning on having three children in a row, <laughs> but I managed to. Uh-huh. Um, and we needed money so I yep. could live um, for the couple of years that I was going to have the kids. So we, we left. Um, then flash forward, husband, uh, partner left me and a new partner stepped in and uh, we made the decision to come to Mudgee and we haven't looked back. Wonderful. Um, so, how would you describe your life before the move to Mudgee? You said you were you Hectic. were both exhausted. Hectic, stressful, um, no time to breathe. You felt like you were just... I would travel... I always use the comparison for Mudgee, from where I am in Barra to Mudgee. I do a 31-kilometre drive every morning. It takes me 31 minutes 
I did the same drive in Sydney. It would take me two hours. Mm. The quality of life is ridiculously better. Um, the only downside about living 30Ks out of town is I can't walk to my local Kmart like I yep. used to. Yep. Um, but I'm getting better. And when I run out of milk, I really have to think, mm, I've got to come you, got, you have to plan ahead a little bit more. Things aren't just yeah. like right there anymore. Yeah. You can't just duck down to the shop. No, but it's but a worthy trade-off. It's a, posi- it's a positive trade-off. What would you say to people... Um, you s- apparently some of your friends have since made a change and moved to Mudgee, yep. is that right? Yeah, so the principal of um, of Mudgee Public actually said, my gosh, it's like the Kellyville Mafia has arrived in town. Wow. Um, there is quite a lot of people looking to escape, I call it. Um, we all started talking one day down at the football in Sydney and we all decided we were going to go. Um, and three of us came up in within the f- six months that I did it. So wow. it's a big change. What What is it about Mudgee, do you think, that makes it so appealing for people? It's the cleanest town I've ever seen. I cannot get over that you can just walk down and there's not a scrap of graffiti. There's not mm-hmm. um, dirt. Like There's no rubbish everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's one of the cleanest towns. Um, I think it's got a great sporting reputation. I, my children are very much into sport. I will tour. And it's also now got the mud, the mud factory where my daughter goes for art. And so oh, she can express herself that way. My two other kids can express themselves on the sporting field. And... Um, the quality of life for us is so much better than it was in Sydney. How did your, how old were your children um, when you made that change, and how how did they react to the move? I, I was, I had uh, my my second oldest was in year five, my 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 third one was in year three, and my youngest was in year one, and so we moved up in the fourth term of the of that year of their schooling to give my daughter who was about to go into year six the best chance of making a friendships the best chance of really embedding herself into a school before making that huge leap to high school um so they were young um we talked about it but there was a lot of resilience at first they were just couldn't understand why mummy would suddenly want to leave the bright lights of sydney mm-hmm. the job in sydney everything in sydney and um, it took a bit to get used to. We've had a few um, push-pull growing pains with it, but they actually now talk about being country kids. They talk about oh, great. Um, we, we've got to go into town to go and have dinner. <laughs> and we've got to do this in town and mum's mm-hmm. got to do this before we go home in town. And it's quite, it's quite appealing now. Yeah. Do you ever go back to Sydney to catch up with friends? Uh, Oh, it's an ongoing struggle. I can't get my partner to go anywhere near Sydney. Oh, so, so he's he's completely he's disavowed com- himself of Sydney. Yes, you wouldn't even know he lived there. He just wow. doesn't want to talk about it. And I, the only way I got him there was for a Foo Fighters um, concert. Mm-hmm. So bait <laughs> to get him exactly. there. Um, and the children, I take the. Ch- I've got a. I made a. I made a crazy promise to my children that we'd always go to the very first NRL game of the season each year. Oh wow! Which is not good. Because sometimes you've got to do a four-hour drive down yep. and a four-hour drive yep. back for a two-hour game that South might not even win. Mm-hmm. So we've, <laughs> so I did make those promises. So yes, yep. we do. We don't go to Sydney very often. Um, however, next weekend we're going. But it's it's just that thing we don't go yep. anymore. We've, it's you don't. We don't yearn for it. You don't no. yearn for it. No, no, not at all. No. Was there anything in particular about Sydney that you particularly liked that you really miss here? Other than being able to walk to Kmart, <laughs> I sound so shallow. Um, I, I well, look, we we take two hour drives to Orange to go to Kmart. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I'm well known over there. Um, no, look, we I, I miss the um, the only thing I do miss is probably the the job opportunity 
that I had in Sydney. I had more, I was in corporate marketing, so I could pick and choose who I wanted to work for. I could pick and choose where I wanted to be. I could pick and choose my career path up here. I've had to diversify. I've had to study other other courses Mm -hmm. to give myself a bit of an advantage. Um, But yeah, but I've fallen back into my, um, my ways and gone back to a company I know. So I've kind of just come home again. Yeah. Um, I understand your husband works as a chef at a restaurant here. Is that he used still, to. still No, correct? he used to. He used to work as a chef around town, um, but he decided he's actually my partner, just to clarify. For Sorry, anyone. yes, your partner. If anyone gets the wrong idea. <laughs> your, your partner. <laughs> I haven't suddenly married in Mudgee, but I might think about it soon. I don't know. Um, yeah, look, we um, he, he decided to stop chefing. Um, okay. He wanted to enjoy the family time a bit mm-hmm. more, and so he now works for the local council. Oh, great. That's, yeah. a, that's a good gig if you can get it. It's not a bad gig at all. Wonderful. He's a traffic controller and, a, and he does all the road, the road crew works. Oh, great. So he's happy. Yeah. yeah he's got a, ni- a, nice, a nice job. He's got good hours, good conditions, good employer. And um, he's a lot happier than he's been as well. So we've kind of struck gold. Yeah. Did you ever think years ago before you made the move that you would ever do something like this? Was it something that you were ever interested in? <laughs> no totally different um my partner does say you've got to take the heels off eventually to get onto the farm Rochelle like you've got to you can't just walk around in your heels all the time Um, and that's a local joke now but look no I never thought we'd do it but having done it um I would I'm not going to look back um it was a big gamble massive massive gamble Mm. um sold the house sold everything came up had no turning back capacity so was it scary doing that basically absolutely. making it so that there was no plan b yeah I, I i had a i had in the back of my mind what would happen if but i had never thought about the if factor i, mm. I, I thought i'm gonna make a go of this whether it kills me and yep. it nearly has because it has been a bit of a struggle yep. i won't i won't i won't say that lightly but never looking back this is now mm. home. um we love it and we're very happy and it's made um, we think it's it's a great town. It's got so much. The region in general has got so much going for it. Um, it just yeah, it needs some some big business to come into town. That's one of my you know gets on my go yep, thing. Yeah. Um, if if something could come to town that would provide employment on that other level, um, you'd have a whole range of people mm. because technology means I don't have to work in an office anymore. Yep. Um, but I need to be technology up so MBA yep. and everything. Yeah. Yep. Where do you think you would be if you hadn't made that change? Do you reckon you would all still be in the same sort of, to, for lack of a better word, in the same rut? I, I, I look at myself as the hamster in the wheel. I would have still been um, working my my absolute optimum level that I was. Um, there was an inc- incident in Sydney where I took ill and I walked out of work one day and I said, see you tomorrow. And three mm-hmm. weeks later, I walked back into the office. Wow. I had a heart condition that, Jeez. unbeknownst to me, I'd just been pushing aside, yep. hadn't known it was going to happen, um, ended up in St. Vincent's Hospital <laughs> with a surgeon who looked younger than my son, wow. you know, and yeah. I was thinking, this is it. And um, that really woke me up a little bit further and um, moving up here changed all that. I'm as strong as an ox again have you found uh just talking about doctors and and hospitals have you found the availability of you know medical uh sort of supplies and and doctors and and that sort of thing how does it compare to somewhere like sydney so I, I, I seem like um, in Sydney I must have lived on some island that had Kmart doctors and, mm-hmm. and anything I needed. My doctor was on the corner of my street wow. in Sydney. Did so, he make house calls? Well, she almost did. 
She, wow. You know, she was yeah. practically there. Yep. Um, so, yes, the struggle up here is real. And um, I did promise you before we recorded this that I wouldn't get on my goat, but mm-hmm. my goat is that. Um, yeah. I, I, I get one RDO a fortnight from work yep. and I have to try and, str- I have to try and schedule, mm. but I can't schedule to be ill. <laughs> yes, so- I, I found that too. I am lucky I don't get sick very often, but my partner does a fair bit and yeah. she, yeah. it's the thing. Like if you're sick that day and you need a certificate, yeah. you, sometimes you just can't go in and see a doctor no. on that day and say, hey, I'm sick. Yeah. Like, it's just not how sickness works. No. It comes up. You don't know when it's coming. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, she finds that quite We've had the same problem. So instead of having a doctor's appointment on an RDO, I've now had to schedule it during work hours and, yeah. and that causes no end of of grief because mm-hmm. you're trying to do it without i'm used to being able to just walk into something and say yep. i need a doctor yeah yeah it's getting better though i must admit yes um and it's i understand improving. they're investing somewhat into sort of getting more young doctors here and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. hopefully it's an attractive town you know there's yeah. a lot going for it so that it could bring the professionals so there is a tv show here called Film to you called Doctor Doctor, so you would think mm. that we would have adequate numbers of those in and town. And if they all look like Roger, we'd suddenly all, be sick. All the better. He's exactly. a left-handed South supporter, so he had me at hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you know either of those facts? Um, so um, when the South Sydney Rabbitohs came to town last February, um, I was approached by the South Sydney Rabbitohs because I had the most memberships. Wow. Of a, of a supporter in town and I'd been the longest supporter of like memberships of, yep. of South and they did an article about us and they wrote about and they they took photos of us on the roundabout in Market Street and we were in the paper and we were in the guide and we were mentioned on their on South's website and wow um, we super went fans a little bit stalkerish you know I went up to the team and they were like oh my god you're the you're the chick from Mudgee and the kids were wrapped because all the boys were recognising my boy, mm-hmm. um, who sidled up next to the team and said, now enough about you. Do you want to hear about my career? Mm-hmm. The kid was 10. Yep. You know, so confidence, like his mother. Um, <laughs> but um, no, look, in all seriousness, I just know those facts because he's mentioned it. Yep, yep. And I watched him on the show. He's left-handed, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to admit I've not watched too much of Dr. Doctor. I've probably spent more time with the actual actors than I have watching the show just for interviews and that sort of thing. And they're wonderful PR for our region as well. Yeah, they're great. They are amazing. And the fact that they promote this region the way they do is just superb. You can't buy that. A bit of uh, insider knowledge (laughs) <laughs> on our um, Google statistics for our website, you can actually see what terms people use to come to our website. So it's Mudgee Guardian News or Mudgee News or or whatever. And some of them, uh, a lot of people come here from Googling town on Dr. Doctor show. Yep. And they find their way to the Mudgee Guardian mm. website. And that's, yeah, that's it's, a, it's a genuine way that people are finding the town. <laughs> they they want to know. Yeah. It does work. They've shot our town beautifully. You've, you've, yeah. It's st- it is stunning. They make it look... It is amazing anyway, but it, they've made it look beautiful. Absolutely. Sure. We're proud of Why Hope. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this. And we're back. I'm here with Rochelle McDonald, tree changer, mother of three, and South Sydney fan and left-handed person. Yeah. Gee. <laughs> Those are the main four things that you're known for. Yeah. 
My left-handedness for sure. Speaking about South Sydney before, um, are you excited about the Charity Shield? Oh, I've already got my tickets. You do? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm there. As soon as I get the email from South telling us the tickets are available, Mm -hmm. I'm on to it. It's it's amazing for the town to think. Um, I know you asked me in the previous section, you know, would I ever consider moving to Mudgee? Well, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd watch... Um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs run onto Glen Willow. Yeah. In my wildest dreams now. And they've done it multiple times now. Mm. And it's going to be multiple. And it's wonderful. And it's yeah. it's the most amazing feeling seeing your team. I'm getting goosebumps even as I speak. Um, seeing your team running onto it, onto your local field, and then your town showcased to mm. the rest of Australia. Um, because it is such a brilliant game. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a milestone game in our season. We kind of use it as our kickoff. Yep. Um, but it's one of our it's it's beautiful and it's I'm so excited. It's um the kids are already saying, Have we got tickets, make sure you get your tickets. And so I'm the like, kids are also South fans? Um it's did part they have, of their Did DNA. they have a choice? No. Um so on birth on birth they were presented with a South City mm-hmm. jersey yep. from grandpa. So no wow. you don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, how do you like <laughs> South's chances in the charity shield and this season, the upcoming season? Um well we won it last year and mm-hmm. I was very impressed because I thought, well, we could be a South Sydney town instead of a St George town, yep. but um, look, I like their chances. We've got Uncle Wayne now coaching for us. Yeah. Um. So that's a massive change. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, though he, in the past, has done very well, but it seems like mm-mm. when he came over to the Newcastle Knights, it seems like well, great, they they're going to be in the top eight that year, and mm. that was not to be. He has left a trail of destruction. I hope mm. he doesn't leave it with us. Mm. Um, otherwise, he'll have 35,000 South members burning down the sheds a la Cumberland Oval. But look, um, I think South will do well this year. I really I pray that we do 2014 again. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the moment that my kids saw mummy bursting with pride and tears. Yep. Um, that was 12 hours at ANZ Stadium of wow. celebrations. Jeez. It was backing up the next day for the supporters day to say thank you it was, <laughs> it was everything i'd waited 40 44 years yep. for south to do it for me i never thought i'd see it we did it so let's hope we do it again do you think uh look we we already contacted him on twitter and uh, look we, we're remaining positive but do you think we can get russell crowe to come to mudgy for the charity shield <laughs> Like, he's surely not that busy right now. Surely not. Well, he's, no. he's shooting in New York at the moment, so he could. He can make the trip. I think it's, he should make the trip. It's just one night. How good would it It'll be? It'll take him two days to get here and then two days to get home. But if he puts aside can a week, he can make it. It'd oh, be great. The gladiator comes to Mudgy. Yeah, that'd be... I, I mean, I'd love to get him on the podcast if he comes in. I don't know <laughs> what his schedule would be like or if uh, he permits that kind of thing, but it would be a good get, I think. It'd be an amazing get. Could you imagine if it went out that Russell Crowe was coming to Glen Willow? My God. I know. I mean, we could start the rumour and people would... Well, I'll be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> he might be there. Who knows? Maybe someone saw him. Maybe it was just another... I still have my contacts. Maybe it was someone's dad. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be yeah. so good. The fact that Uncle Wayne's coming to town's pretty cool for me, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know. absolutely. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to it this year for sure. I think Russell Crowe used to own property out in this area once upon a time, and I've yeah. heard stories about when he was dating Meg Ryan. If you remember back yes. that long ago, yes, I do. That he would bring her out here oh to hang God. out and sort of stay away from the, the world. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the case anymore. No. But, uh, yeah, it'd be so cool if we could... He's got his property at Coffs. A lot of the players go mm. there to, to recover from anything or move away from the blare, the blaring lights of yeah. Sydney. Yeah. But he would be a get. Yes, that would be... Um, geez. We'll, uh, we'll have to get... I think we'll have that. to start a little campaign. Yes. Or get at least, at least just get him to show some support, like just... 
put a message out or something like, hey. Well, he does. Last year he did. He was quite vocal about, oh, good. about coming to Mudgee for the game. But yep. hopefully he needs to bring himself to it. Yeah, well. he actually needs to get here. Yeah. <laughs> have a beer at the Ori. Yes. That would be interesting. Um, so how long have you lived in Mudgee for now? Three. This is, this will be my fourth year coming up. Fourth year. October this year will be the fourth year. Okay. So it's been a little over almost three and a half years-ish. Three and a half now. I mean, okay. It sounds like it feels longer, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, do you think that you'll spend a lot more time here? Will you? Do you think you'll ever move? Do you have any plans to make another tree change? No, this is it. Um, I, I I can't move again. Um, Ninety five boxes and a piano Ooh. came with us, and no. Um, mm. And in the car coming up, we had the three kids: a dog, a bird, a lizard, and a snake. So no, wow. we shan't be moving. Did you make that trip in one go? Well, no, we accidentally left the bird behind and we had to go back the next day. Oh, no. So that was a groaning moment, I can tell you. Um, But so we moved up with... um, That was an interesting move to come up with all that in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet. And then to have to go back, mm, not good. But no, we won't... I don't think we'll be moving again. (laughs) It'd have to be um, a a big... Another huge decision. Mm -hmm. And I think my children, for the sake of my children, they're very much settled in that schooling up here now. So... Um, are they? Do you think they'll ever want to move back to the city once they leave school or anything like no, that? No, my ten-year-old, who's quite different to everyone else, she's currently at school with blue hair. Um, excellent. Yeah, excellent. She's a rebel lover. Um, she's told me this is her spiritual home, oh, and that's she's lovely. ten. Wow. I know. So no, um, she has no plans to leave. Um, the fourteen-year-old, or you know, Chloe Kardashian, as I call her, mm-hmm. she's a bit blonde and. Yep. ditzy sometimes she she tells me she doesn't want to go either and and the 12 year old depending on what his career takes him mm. um probably he'll go to study but he'll probably want to come back yeah yeah they've they feel at home now here and That's, settled yeah so it's, it's been great for them so they've never uh you know people often complain that there's you know, for kids, there's not a lot to do here. No. Um, compared to Sydney, obviously, that m- might be true. But do you ever find that they are without things to do or no, things to occupy they them? Make their own, they've made their own fun up here. Mm. Um, my daughter has – my daughter, she goes to art classes every Wednesday. I've got um, basketball courts and we do a um, bit of tennis and a bit of swimming. And mm-hmm. look, really – We've, we've, we struggle to find more time in the schedule yeah. at the moment. Um, they're, they're, no, there is a downfall here with children's activity. Yeah. And not it's catered for as the small children with the parks and everything. Yeah. But when you get into that teenage, you know, I'm not old enough to be growing up, but I'm not young enough to be a child, that's the struggle. Mm. Um, but I've seen calls on Facebook for a bowling alley and all this, but it wasn't supported in the past, so why should it? Won't yeah. Be. It's a fad thing. So, if if money was no object, what kind of things would you like to see oh, come to Mudgee? Here's and, my goat. Yeah, and, and what do you think could be realistically supported? Because we, for a little bit of background, we yep. did have a bowling alley for many years. Yeah, in heard Industrial all about that. Avenue. Yep. Um, which is not really the place where you would expect a bowling alley to go, but okay. that's that's where, where it was. was. Yep. Um, and it was always. It was always stuck in a, a bit of a time warp as well. Like, it was yeah. up to date yeah. at a time. But when I was going in high school and when I was a little kid, even then, you could sort of tell that it was like an older place. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it shut down years and years ago. Yeah. Well, in my day, we hung out the roller rink and the ice skating mm-hmm. rink. So, you know, I'm not too trendy. But um, my 
my dr- I had a dream up here once. I got asked, what would I do with the Regent Theatre if I ever got a chance? Yep. And I said, I'd have a live theatre venue mm-hmm. with really good acts coming mm-hmm. to town and make sure it was the quality acts coming to town, but also turn it into a venue that people could use for you know, wedding receptions or have it as a multi-use venue. I I used it similar to the bank in Dubbo where you've got the the restaurant and you had a music store beside it. Yes. The music store's moved, but the bank still exists. So that's the venue where I think I love that whole Lazotte's Newcastle vibe. Yeah. Um, I went there recently and it was very busy and very loud. But yeah, the live music was like really, it was like right there sort of thing. Yeah. Well, we went to Lazotte's, we drove to Lazotte's one night for a gig from here to Newcastle. I wow. got changed in the car and then jumped into the concert <laughs> and that we knew the band and the live, the lead singer got up and said, I'd just like to welcome Carl and Rochelle from Mudgee. And my partner nearly passed out because he was like, how does the lead singer know who we are? Yeah. And I'm like, connections. And then he said it. And so that was great. But having a venue like that up here would be fantastic. I think that would help, you know, mm. the town a little bit. I don't know about kids stuff yet. I'm not... Uh, my kids are fine. They don't... They I don't. think, uh, I mean, for right now, I think Fortnite just covers every possible <laughs> age range for things that kids want to do in town. Like, they're not really bored anymore because they all just talk to their friends and play yeah, Fortnite all the time. that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, coverage. Do, you, do your kids do that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not at my place because we don't have internet at home. Oh, I see. Well, we do, but it's, but it's very limited yeah, and you, you can't, can't use it. No, you need no. good ping if you're going to play games online. Yeah, we've got online. no ping. Yep. We've got satellite ping. Yep. yep. So, mummy, yep. mummy guards the uh, the gig usage like a, uh-huh. like yep. a hawk. <laughs> That's why you see us in town sometimes and mm-hmm. the car's glowing because we're all watching something on yep. our phones before yep. we go home. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, um, do you think if we had better... NBN coverage in places like out of town um, that it would be a little bit more viable for people in the city to make that move? Absolutely. So um, my background, I came from the NBN in Telstra. So Great. Yeah. And I, I, when I moved up here, I got heckled by my colleagues. Uh-huh. Why would you move to somewhere that had no coverage? Yep. And it literally has no coverage. Yep. Um, get the satellite on, but I've only got... I've got 80 gig now, woohoo, instead of 60, but it's not enough to sustain yep. a working model at yep. home. Um, but yes, if the NBN was initially meant to do exactly that, it was meant yeah. to put a level playing field yes. so that people like me now could be people like me a while ago. Yeah. Um, but it's not yet. But when it does, it opens up avenues. Mm. Um, I, I, I used to jump... I. Every couple of months, I jump on a flight from here to Sydney to do my meetings. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't do that anymore in telecommute. There's no yeah. reason. Yeah. You just schedule your meetings with the yeah. with the days, and then you come back to Mudgee. Yeah. I just had two meetings with people in opposite sides of the country. One was in, I think, Adelaide, and one was in Tasmania. Yeah. And it made zero difference where they were located yeah. because... Uh, you can just call them up and mm. you can just see them face to face and talk. Yep, and, I ran yeah. a virtual team in Telstra. So I sat in Sydney, but all my team were in Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, wow. Perth, Geraldton, all over the country, 330 stores. Okay. And they'd, all they'd see of me was from the chest up yep. on a video yep. screen. And when we actually met in person, it'd be like, oh, you've got legs. Yeah, it, they never saw us. Yeah, I found that we all <laughs> met up um, with some other staff that I had never met before in Sydney at the Fairfax headquarters. And oh, right, yeah. It was like, oh, it was weird because mm. you only know them as a torso and a head mm. on a video screen, mm. but it's like, mm. oh, you're a real mm. person. We had video phones, so every time you pick the phone up, you got the person oh, on the phone. So you had to be very cool. careful. I, yeah. uh, 
I'd sit in business. I'd be like a newsreader. I'd sit mm-hmm. in business attire from the yep. waist up, but I was in my running gear from the yep. waist down yep. so that no one knew I was about to run. But um, that's how we did it. And look, if that happens up here, that opens a, a plethora of opportunity mm. for people. <laughs> Do you think... I'm um, hoping. Yes, well, <laughs> yes. The It sort of seems like the initial boom for, these, the, for this area was other mines. Mm. And it would be great, I think, if it could be a boom of a different kind. So, yeah. Because maybe one that's a little bit more sustainable long-term mm. um, that, you know, people can rely on being there in 20, 30 years' time. Yeah. Uh, not saying that the, all the mines will be gone by then, but that's, you know, that's mm. kind of how they go. Yeah, they're not finite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you see up here too is you get the mines people and th- with them comes their partners and their wives. Yep. Children, you know, that's right. You get that professional person coming up with them with nothing up here for that mm-hmm. professional person. So, if you could find something down that mm-hmm. path, a government body coming to town would be amazing, mm. you know, a massive one, yeah, that employs lots of people. That would be great, would be really good. Maybe you could, uh, I could lobby for that next, yeah, lobby for that. I'll do the ha- rusty hashtag first, rusty, yes. for, rusty for mudgy. If we can get Russell Crowe to mudgy, then and we can get anything to mudgy. Oh, look, absolutely. My people can talk to your people and we'll go exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Yes. Um, do you think any of your friends that are still in the city, have you ever have you convinced any of them to think about coming to the area? Um, I've had a few come up. Uh, like, curiosity's killed the cat half the yep. time. People are seeing the photos and I make sure that my photos look... Yep pretty good on yep. facebook and instagram and twitter to make sure people mm-hmm. come um i had a, i've had a couple of girlfriends come up with their family and they go we now understand why mm-hmm. you've done it they get it um we do the whole tourist thing you know um we always end with a trip to the yum cha restaurant in ralston yep. as the final That's, goodbye the place is great. it's our final goodbye we we go there and then we say goodbye and they yep. go and we go back to our property um yeah i haven't convinced them as yet but god i'm working hard mm. i could be the Sydney ambassador, you know, for Mudgee. But um, I've, I've done my best <laughs> to convince them. Um, but they do come up for their weekend trips and, um, yeah, they love it once they get here. What do you think uh, the next, let's say, 10, 5, 10 years looks like for Mudgee? Oh, jeez. I haven't even thought about that. Even, wow, even that's being a good a, question. Even being a little bit optimistic, you know, like here's what I would like for it to happen in the next 5 to 10 uh, years. Well, I guess improved healthcare would be... Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two would be improved businesses to the town. So some yep. really good size quality businesses. I can still remember when Harvey Norman was built out on Sydney Road and how yep. exciting that yep. was. Uh, yeah. Once your Harvey Norman arrived, everyone knew the town was about to boom. Yeah. Um, and then Bunnings. So the, the brands are here. Mm. Um, it's more now getting that corporate, the corporate eye out here. Um, that would be the next big move, I would say. Something big to come to town mm. so that employment opportunity and a reason to come out of Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought, and this is like such a tiny, tiny thing, that like there is an empty lot on Market Street out near the radio station where you go out to Golgong, there's like an empty lot there. Yeah. There's always been rumours about what's coming to that lot. And it's like, oh, it's going to be a Pizza Hut and one time it's going to be a Hungry Jack's or whatever. (laughs) That just needs to be a servo because all the servos are on the complete other side of town. That's a major highway. People would go to that on their way out of town mm. and it would like sort of, I don't know, like 
everything's on one side of town and then everything's... Yeah, we're very top-heavy. Yeah, the and so if you town. started evening it out that way, yep. you've got all the people out at Carlion and stuff, they would all use that. And yeah, I think absolutely, that's, absolutely. Someone needs to do something with that. <laughs> and there was a servo next to the Courthouse Hotel for a long time, and yeah. it's, it's that old dilapidated building that... <laughs> will never be used again but apparently. Mudgee is quite top heavy if you look at it it's yeah. quite all on one side of town yeah and yeah. then yeah. like <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's weird like they have the return and earn and it's out at west end mm. and but like to a lot of people they got to go all the other other side of town and then for the people on that side of town to go get fuel they got to go to the it's other side odd. of town so it's yeah. i mean i get that's how it works but yeah. If we were just a tiny little bit bigger, I think there would be like two halves of town where there was facilities on both yep. like both sides. Absolutely, absolutely. And a heated swimming pool apparently is very top of mind for some people. Yeah, so <laughs> the pool the pool thing's been very contentious for a long time. There is a heated pool at the PCYC. It's not a full-size pool or anything, but yeah. people, Wendy here in the office goes to it like every day. Yeah. And as far as i know it's pretty popular and it's quite a good facility um but people do want an indoor aquatic center um the council's building a water park at the moment Mm. which will be done at some point that looks fantastic from the plans that yeah the drawings that looks amazing yes and so when when we initially reported on that it was before i was editor here and Uh somebody compared it to the um not wet and wild no (laughs) not quite the park the Elston Park in Dubbo, that's oh, like the, the free thing. Yep. And so we put a photo with that when they announced that they were starting construction and everyone was like, oh, uh, why did you put that photo on there? That's not representative of what it was because some people got a bit iffy about it and were like, oh, well, that's kind of crap. But council came out with their own like artist's impression of what yep. it should look like and it's actually going to be quite cool. It's, it if if it looks like what the picture is, we'll see what it's like when it's finished. We'll it will compare be, the pair, yeah. Yes, exactly, <laughs> which we will be doing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that it'd be a really good, like, I think it'd be a really good facility. But, mm. I but remember again, it's catering to an age group that they're missing a link again. Yeah. So yeah. my daughter, 14, I can't see her using it. Yeah. I can see the 10-year-old going, but not yeah. the not the 12-year-old and the 10 mm-hmm. My 14-year-old would go, Mum, no. <laughs> Something that I always used to observe, even when I was in high school, there used to be a fish and chip shop where would I describe it? It's on Church Street and it's where the park is now across the road from like F45. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So there used to be a big double-story building there and it was called Froggies. It was like officially called Franz Fast Food, but there was a big frog painted on the side of the building. Mm. And you could go upstairs and order your food and then you go downstairs to play like arcade games and sit and hang out with friends. There's not really... Other than the cafes, which do fill this role a little bit, but if you're hanging out with your friends on the weekend or after school, where do you go to just like hang out that yeah. has tables, free Wi-Fi? The food. library's quite popular, but you can't eat. Yeah, so it's like you need something like a lot of kids legit go to McDonald's, like because it has free Wi-Fi and it's like where everyone is. Mm. Mm. You kind of need that space yeah. where it, people can just go and hang out. Yeah. Like if I want to go and work remotely for a day, so I'll go to a cafe and order something and sit yeah. at the table. But where can I go other than the library that's just kind of like here's here's just somewhere to like hang out. Yeah. It's it's, it's not hard. a great deal. No. 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 And so and play a bit of I don't know, table tech what are the young kids into? No, table Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. But if you had that, you could definitely, it'd be great for the kids. Yeah. And it would be just a really good central meeting point for people. Yep. Like we used to have a youth club here in town and it was 
not quite the same. It was usually uh, kids maybe didn't have anywhere else to go and that sort of thing. And it was a great yeah. facility for that. Yeah. But, yeah, like if you go get like hot chips with friends, you can go sit in the park. Mm. But that's that's kind of it. Like yeah. you can't kind of hang out anywhere no. and just do stuff. So yeah, I agree. I, think I would love be something a, like that. That'd be, be a top place. Yeah. But at the same time, how do you how do you make money off that? How do you run it? Like yeah. what what does it do? How do you monetize do? it? Yeah, like yeah. is it does it sell food or does it like run events after hours and that sort of thing? Yeah. Like what is it? Can it's, you hire the space out? Yeah, you so have to do something. Yeah, and so there's a space opening in Mudgee soon. That do, I mean, it's not really this thing, but it's sitting, it'll sit behind Market Street Cafe in yeah. the little alleyway oh, yeah. there. And it's called Space, S-P-A-Y-C-E. Oh, yeah. And it'll be like a co-working space for people. They can rent it out for events and that sort of thing. Great so it's idea. kind of like a little area where yeah. you can get coffee. And that's exactly the sort of thing that I would, yeah. that I'm going to be using when it's built is because it's, it's like you'll go there and you'll meet people and yeah. you'll be able to there's strike a, a conversation. There's a great place like that in Bathurst. I just can't think of the name of mm. the top of my head. But it's a great opportunity to yeah. do that sort of thing. Yeah. And that, again, when I was working, uh, when I first worked for Telstra in Sydney, I moved up here. I had to hotspot myself around cafes yep. and they'd all know me. I was always yeah. the girl carrying the laptop. Um, but I'd, I'd have to go to the library. But then you can only stay there for so long mm. and you can't leave your stuff because... What yeah. happens to it if you need to go to the bathroom, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there was a bit of a, yeah, it would be great if there was something. Yeah. Especially would, for young adult, young yeah. people. Like if I owned the Mudgee Garden building and like I, I'd be thrilled if I did, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> it would be really great if we could turn part of the office into that sort of thing yeah. where yeah. it wouldn't be like people coming into the office. The office would still be separate, but there would be a front end to like the building where people could come and just hang out and yeah. use our internet yeah. and then that way you could sit down with people and go hey what's going on and get stories and stuff out absolutely. of them like i would love yeah. absolutely love to do well that. i must say i did love that article yesterday about the young um finalist for trop fest yeah i was so excited yeah um, she i was beside myself it was like yay I, like, she's impressive. I interviewed Jessica and it's like mm. she is like wise beyond her years. She's only 13. I know. It's she's amazing. She's been a finalist before, which meant she was a finalist when she was 12. And, yeah, she's out there making these amazing movies and she yep. just seems to really have it together. And she's got a mentor and I was she's, she's just I going that. for it. So. I shared that article straight away. I was like, yeah. yay. <laughs> so good, good luck for her and hopefully yeah. she win something yeah, that would be so yeah, cool yeah very cool and i think the art scene's getting a lot stronger up here yeah and we've got the gallery the space, and we've got yes. the funding for that so hopefully in the next funny. couple of years that'll be and i think that gives people i know um, a lot of people talk about the third get how do you get the third day out of tourists in mudgy yes like you come up to mudgy on a friday from after work you go to the wineries on saturday you're mm-hmm. hungover on sunday mm-hmm. morning what do you do yep. that'll give people the third day up here which yeah, i think absolutely. is something we've really that's something we could really use we need people to stay a bit beyond mm. the two day stay yep yep yeah stay like i have three and a half years exactly <laughs> the third year <laughs> the fourth year the fourth i'm like year. the olympics yes no. exactly <laughs> But most definitely something something to keep people in that third day that's mm. not wine and food based, although that's the strongest one of the strongest industries we've got. Yes. We do need that something different. Yeah. And I mean the wine and food industry is great, but again it's it caters to specific you basically have to be an adult, really. Yes. So yes. it's yeah, you need something in that in between. But at the same time, 
the ones with the disposable money aren't necessarily, they are the older people, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's hard to sort of cater to that in yeah. a town as relatively small as we are, but we are quite large, but We're yeah. We're small compared to the big, the big guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like if you compare us to Orange, Bathurst or Dubbo, With- our closest competitor is probably Dubbo. Yeah. Dubbo's population was probably roughly the size of Mudgee's 20, 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So there's no reason that in 15 years it couldn't be... No. Assuming, you know, we have sustained growth like we do now because we're growing yeah. quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you can see Orange has taken off with their food offerings mm-hmm. and they're getting a lot better. They're a bit more, more sophisticated yep. than the, the local Chinese we used to go to as kids. Yep. Um, but you can see it now. There's yeah. sophistication about that place and this is it, this is Mudgy's time to get it as well. And yet Elton John chose to go to Bathurst of all yeah, places. Yeah, my kids can't understand that at all. Yeah. They're like, what? Nick, come to Mudgy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come to Mudgee. Like Rocket you, man. you would look at the you would look at the Dale and the Green lineup for the Hunter and be like, oh, cool, Elton John, and like obviously he was not going to come to Mudgee for the Dale and the Green, but no. it's like that would have been a good like. That would have been a know, massive get. Yeah, that would have been a great get. Mm. But I mean, Bathurst isn't that far away. It's just a bad road to Bathurst. Yes. That could be a new song. That could be his hit. Yeah, bad road I to Bathurst. I drove a bad road to Bathurst. Yeah. Or the long road via Orange. <laughs> Is Bathurst ready for Elton John or is Elton John ready for Bathurst? I, uh, Has he been briefed? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Has his people briefed him on what he's selected? It's his farewell tour, so I guess he's got really nothing he's to lose. He's here for four months. Yeah. That's a hell of a farewell. Mm. He said on his 38th birthday that he wouldn't be touring for much longer. Oh, wow. That was... I was going to say, how old is he? 60, 70 odd. Right. So that okay. was a long time ago. Mm. He's still going. There's too much money in touring. Like, yeah. I don't know how you could say I'm going to stop. I like, saw him with Billy Joel 20 years ago. Wow. At the SCG. That's great. Does yes. Billy Joel perform anymore? No, he does um, one-man shows now talking about yeah. his music and stuff. Yeah. He, he's more into classical music now. He's, he designs, oh. he develops some concertos and stuff. That's really cool. He's very cool. He hasn't, he hasn't put out music for a very long time. No, has but he? Um, if you ask my children, he's put it, he puts out quite a bit because I listen to him all, every uh-huh. day. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Our theme song is We Didn't Start the Fire. We listen to it the whole way oh, into, into town. Amazing. <laughs> and I play the piano, so the kids are like, Mom, please, let Billy mm. Joel rest. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I love Billy Joel. Uh, Thank you very much for coming in today, Rochelle. Okay, it's been lovely you. talking to you about mudgy and tree changing and, and all you. that sort of thing. And we'd have love I to have come across more depth than a Kmart we'll, shopper. <laughs> uh, we'll let the audience decide that for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we'd love to have you on again one day, but uh, Thank you. until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks very much. <laughs>